Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and this opportunity to gather together and fellowship with one another, God, and to worship you, God. Lord, we just ask that you be in our midst, God, and be overflowing and abundant in our midst, God, and that you continue to guide us like you always do, God. We thank you for our listeners and our partners, God, and everyone you bring to this podcast, Lord, and we thank you for what you're doing in their life, God, and that you're ministering to them, God, that you touch them, and we just thank you in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, welcome, everybody. It's good to be together with you all again to study the Word. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're continuing our study in Romans. And we are going to, again, uh, I'll say go over or rediscuss, discuss in more depth and detail Mm -hmm. as the Holy Spirit gives us. Uh, Romans, we're still in chapter 1, and verses 16 through 32. So could I get a volunteer to read that, please? I will. All right, Layla. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be... Yes, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the created creature rather than the creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, unchoiceworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Amen. There's, there's a lot in there. Uh, I understand. And there's a, a lot that, um, I'll say, has the opportunity to create offense, right? For, for many, depending on how we examine this, right? Yes. So I want to lead by saying this. While this applies to everyone, Paul in this, as the Lord does, is speaking first to believers, to his body, to the church. He's addressing these things to us, to, to those that would call themselves Christians or be disciples of Christ, so that we address these things within ourselves. Right? Yes. Yes, it still applies to everyone. Mm-hmm. But it first applies to us. Right? And you see that in Scripture. It says judgment first starts in the house. So we're also encouraged in Scripture to judge ourselves or to examine ourselves rightly, that we wouldn't be judged. Right? Yes. yes. So, so there's a lot in there. So as we discuss this, it's also we're not we're never here to point fingers mm-hmm. and to condemn others right yes That's, that is the holy spirit's job and role or part of it is to convict the world of sin mm-hmm. right jesus yes. made yes. that very clear mm-hmm. in the gospels that that's the job and the role of part of the role of the holy spirit so right, we're just here to discuss these things and to encourage and admonish one another to move forward in their relationship with Christ and to set aside things from their lives that don't reflect the Lord's nature and his character and his attributes in their life. Okay? Yes. Okay. All right. So, all that being said, I want to open the floor up to, to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. Well, and, and of course, as always, to ask any questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, who would like to begin? I will. Okay. Verse 16, the Lord should show me that while Paul is saying um, salvation first is for the Jew, then the Greek, what the Lord will show me is that he's not saying that Jews have to have it first and the Greeks are getting it, but he's um, basically saying it's for me first, seeing Paul was a Jew. So he, the Lord will show me is that when Paul is saying that, he's saying, okay, I'm taking this first, then everybody else can have it because if I have no knowledge of what I'm trying to teach others, how can I fully be a witness? It's like um, promise. If promise asks me a question about math, if I have no understanding of what is supposed to be done in that section of math, I'm unable to tell promise what to do because I don't even know. So Paul is saying that he has the knowledge and understanding of how to go about and be a right example for everybody else, and then he's able to give it to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27 says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, mm-hmm. I myself should become disqualified. So there is an application for that. So there is a, a literal, Jesus was born a Jew in the natural, and he did yes. minister to the Jews, but he also ministered to whomever would come to him and believe in that process. But he did make that he did make that statement that I've, I've been called to the house of Israel first, and then yes. then afterwards things would move outward from there. But that's just God's, God's divine providence. But he's all 
already stated and made very clear that he's no respecter of persons. God doesn't have favorites. Uh-huh. And he stands at the door and knocks for everyone. We remember in Jesus's earthly ministry, the centurion yes. that came to him and God was like, Jesus was like, wow, I haven't seen so much faith in all of Israel. The amount of faith that this Gentile, this Greek or Roman would have in, in the people that should have known him deeply did not understand him in that capacity. So God is no respecter of persons. Um, but he did in the natural make that statement. So there is an, a, a literal element that's there, but also exactly what you said, LaCharles, that the word comes to the first, the person that God spoke it to is the one he wants to apply it first and make yes. sure that they are aptly applying it and then minister to other people. Um, and I, you know, as we continue in Romans, uh, he'll, he'll dis- discuss that a little bit more um, in chapter two in particular. Well, in chapter nine and chapter mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. Or right. I'll say chapters 9 through 11, especially. So when God is speaking to us, he wants us to understand the message that he's conveying and apply it and use use our faith towards it, right? And put it into action in our lives. And then the same comfort that he comforts us with, he wants us to share that with others, which his word is our comfort, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anyone else? Well, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, you can go, Kyla. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you, promise. <laughs> um, I found verse 25 interesting, and it reminded me of the statement Mr. Dean once made that talking about if he could fully understand and comprehend God, he would have no need for him because a God that you understand is basically human. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the fact of how and I wondered like why did the Israelites when they fashioned the golden calf why they did that and but it was because they couldn't comprehend God that they created something that they could comprehend and they felt like they can control and while and I understand in my personal life why I don't make graven images or anything like that but if I'm like well God you said this but I don't know that I can see it And if I'm hesitant in it in any regard, it's still the same thing. I'm like, well, I don't understand it, so it can't possibly be true, which is not true, but it's the same premise. Even if it's not, you're making a physical idol. If you still think, I can't trust you, God, because I can't see it with my human, my small human eyes, that it's still wrong and I shouldn't do that. So there's part in there, right? Part of what you're saying there is, is accurate, but it's deeper than that. Because there is the, the fear aspect, and I don't mean fear is in reverence, which is typically how much of fear is, is described, right? Uh, I'll say the word association or, or exchange there, right? Yes. Some translations just use the word fear, and others say revere, right? It wasn't about fear in that sense of reverence to the Lord. Because let's also remember, at that time, especially the, it's the example you brought up, children of Israel in the wilderness. <clears throat> the Lord sp- was speaking to them. Yes, they had his, his glory manifested, right? Even on the mountain, they could see the, the cloud of smoke. There was fire. There was thunder, the lightning. I mean, there was, they heard all that. But what was their 
Well, I'll, I'll add this as well, right? The Lord desired a relationship with each and every one of them individually. But instead, what did they say? Moses, you go talk to God on the mountain, then come back and tell us what Why? he said. Why, though? Because there was more that was said. They were afraid, afraid of, of being struck down. Lest we should die. Right? Yes. yes or, or in other words, so that we don't die. Maybe it seemed too hard and too complicated For, to, right, be, exactly. to be holy, which was the request. And the requirement. That is the Lord's requirement, which is why we're discussing what we're discussing, right? And, and why the yes. encouragement at the beginning of, of this, I'll say podcast, but this discussion is, is the Lord wants us to put away the things in our lives that don't reflect Him, His nature, His character, His attributes, right? We are to be conformed to the image of Christ. So yes, that is the requirement, is that we be holy, right? And that's said throughout Scripture as well. Be holy for I am holy, right? Yes. yes. Okay. But they chose not to to want to do that, right? Instead, they yes. wanted someone else to go and and have a seemingly have a relationship with the Lord through the overflow of the Holy Spirit and the anointing on Moses' life, or as otherwise stated, they they wanted a a secondhand anointing, as opposed to just well, as the Lord designed it from the beginning have a direct relationship that we as sons and daughters, as joint heirs of the Lord, can go boldly before his throne. That makes all the difference in the world. So it, there was a fear aspect, but why was there fear? And it comes down to, to a lot of it, what we were discussing last time. That was a choice that was made, and they exchanged it. They would rather... They chose to believe a lie rather than the truth. So we're not going to reiterate everything that we discussed on the uh, previous podcast, right? But they chose that in their heart, knowing full well that this statue, this golden calf that was made, did nothing, could do nothing. Yes. But instead they chose to believe the lie rather than the truth. And not only the truth, the word that was spoken, but then the manifestation and all the signs and wonders and miracles that the Lord was doing literally every day in their lives. That that says a lot about them. But it's not just them then, right? As in, I'll say condemning or pointing fingers. It's written for us today so that we know and we would learn and not make the same mistakes. Isn't that what every generation does? Typically is passed down knowledge in order for the next generation, their children and future generations to avoid making the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you see this pattern as well throughout the Lord's word, throughout scripture. One of my affirmations that I state a lot of times is um, I choose to accept 100% responsibility for the results of my life. Um, I believe it's important as a Christian to um, fully embrace that, that um, I am not a victim. I am a victor, mm-hmm. right? So um, if, if I am in a state of being a victim, I made a choice and a decision to be there. Mm, okay. And yep. so... Um, 
you know, if we go at, at, at verse 25, because there's a lot here, <clears throat> kind of in line with where we are right now, though. Um, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Um, so, so first in that, that was a willful choice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, because Satan tempted them. It wasn't because God misled them. It states even earlier, they knew. They mm-hmm. knew who God was. Right. They knew the wrath of God. It's, 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 I mean, either God's word is true or it's not. And it right? is. So, and and right. so in this Bible study, it is clear God's word is true. Amen. All of it is true. The parts I don't understand are true. God, let God be found it, it, true and every man alive. It is true. So God is true. Any, any thought process other than that mm-hmm. that I'm having is contrary to God's word, his truth, his righteousness, his, everything about him, right? So I have to believe it's true. Mm-hmm. So I hear when I read this, they made a willful choice. Right. Right, which is what... They, they God, made a willful choice. They of themselves. Nobody else's responsibility for that. None. Right. And you remember when Moses spoke to the children of Israel, he said, choose this day. <clears throat> choose you this day. Life or death. What is your choice? Choose life. And he gave the answer that you and your seed may live. That has always been the choice. And it's very evident. So that was God telling them in this, choose life. He knows there's a temptation to choose death. Death seems easier. It seems fun. It seems um, much less restrained. I mean, you can just go on and on. It seems like it's just the easier thing to do. It's more understandable. But God still said, choose life. Well, I so. think I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think mm-hmm. there's an and there. And you know, we can go mm-hmm. all the way back to the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve knew. They did. They knew. They, they knew. They knew what they, God they made, said. They made a choice. That's right. Because the, the, the reality is, is our flesh wants what our flesh wants. And our flesh will get us in trouble. That's why we have to have God's word as a standard to fall back to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think we see this, you know, um, you know, similar to what you were saying, John, about this, this, this is what it is. This is God's word, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't an attack or assault on a person. Um, you, for me, as I'm reading this and as I'm making these statements, I'm standing in front of a mirror. So this is a reflection of me as well in the areas of my life that I need to grow and improve and, and allow God's transformative process to help me become mm-hmm. more like Christ because I'm not there either. Amen. But, and, you know. But we're moving forward. Right. But it says that Day by because, day, moment by moment. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so it says, um, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And I think you could just, in today's world, you know, they worshiped and served the Facebook message <laughs> rather than the creator. Or the Facebook. They worshiped just, and served yeah. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, whatever or the news trend, the, media the trend of the day. outlet yeah. that you mm-hmm. want to say, right? And even worse yet, and not meant to condemn the church as an institution, but they, they worshiped and served the religious leaders and their beliefs that fit their own narrative. Mm-hmm. rather than the creator. Amen. And we're all subject to that. And we all need to really hold that very, very carefully and very close to our heart that we do not fall into that. And that we, we, must, we must be involved in a community of believers that love us enough to help be a filter and a gauge for us when we've stepped aside from that. Mm-hmm. Because we are all extremely susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and we need to have people in our lives that will speak truth and life Amen. to help God's truth and life back into us <laughs> right. to get us back in line as quickly as possible. And we have to have true, deep, authentic relationships within the true ecclesia of the body of believers mm-hmm. that will speak to us. And you don't get that by showing up to church and warming a bench for an hour on Sundays. Mm-hmm. No. Amen. And, you know, the, the first part of that is that we have to independently and individually make our commitment to love the true and living God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves as he gave us commandment and give God permission to be just that God in our lives. And then he can direct us into that place where we can be a part of the true ecclesia because you can't identify them with their, with your eyeballs because the lust of the flesh, the lust, lust of the eyes and the pride of life will draw you away to something that fits your narrative. But when your heart connects to God and it's committed to him and covenanted with him covenanted with him then you'll have the door open so he can guide and direct you and get you to the right place that he wants you to be because he knows what his body looks like better than we do and um back to something you said kyla um when you said about understanding god i just wanted to clarify that definition for a moment god tells us that we can understand him yes but we cannot capture him in our hand and we cannot subjugate him to us we cannot dictate the requirements of righteousness and justice and the standards to him and expect him to fall into that because he doesn't live by what we demand and declare we live by what he demands and declares so god has taken great effort to provide information that we would have knowledge of him he gave us the holy spirit so he wants us to understand him so as in God is not mysterious and he's made that literal statement throughout the word. He's not, it's not mysterious. It's not too hard to understand. It's not a far off that you need somebody to go get it for you and bring it back. The word is nigh you, even in your heart and in your mouth. So yes, well, that's it, it, it is context. So since she was quoting me saying that I'm quoting Noah Webster saying that it's the context of using that statement that only a God that I cannot comprehend is worthy of my worship yes. is meant to align us that when I'm having thoughts that I don't understand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to remember who he is. When things don't make sense to me, I need to remember who he is. And I need to turn back to his word to get the foundation of what I need to be doing and what my response to him is going to be, which goes back into this. Am mm-hmm. I going to exchange something else for him? Mm-hmm. Or am I accept he is who he says he is. He is righteous and he is truthful. So it is the context in which that is well, I mean, it's important, though. No, but it's I, know, important. I was going to say, I know that, Dean. I know you know that, and I'm glad that you <laughs> wanted the, the listeners to hear it, but I'm just, yeah. even even for myself, as I'm affirming it in myself, that that's, mm. you know, because it's easy to take these things and turn them into a lie and believe them. This is mm-hmm. what's happened, which is relevant to what we are right here. Mm-hmm. So it's only a filter to be used to remind me of the greatness and awesomeness about who God is and how I can surrender to his word and his mm-hmm. truth and trust him Right, and that. so by the word comprehend, you mean capture like I think about it, like taking a frog into my hands. I can look at you. Now I can study you. I can pin you down and make you follow what I think you should follow. I can figure you out in a way that is not revelation from the Holy Spirit, but where I have control. And I know that's what you were talking about and what you meant, us having control over God. And I know that's what you were talking about, Kyla, where you said, um, when I can um, basically take it into my own hands and now I can dictate what happens in it. And then I don't have to trust God because that seems easier to me. So I just wanted to bring that 
awareness to our, our front and center and the temptation for us, because we are made in God's image and his likeness, we want to be creators as well. Just, just in the plain and simple, pure way. I'm not talking about anything perverted. The Bible talks about Abraham. When God said to him, I made you the father of many nations, Abraham declared that in the face of God, I'm the father of many nations, not in a way to control him, but to mimic what he had learned from his father, to demonstrate what he had learned. So that's a, that's a difference from me going, I'm telling you, God, what I am, and I'm trying to be my own creator. That's a different thing of trying to take control of God and superimpose ourselves over him. That's what Satan did, right? Yes. The yes. created thing tried to subjugate the creator versus being submitted to the creator. So that tendency that we have when it's tainted wants to replace God, wants to go, um, now I can dictate the outcome. And something that you said, Dean, when you're the God of your own life, like I, I appreciate the not being a victim and taking that perspective, like I'm here by my choice. God gives us choice. Uh -huh. And then when we add another layer to that, because God is, he is many folded. He has the manifold, he is the manifold wisdom of God. When we add another layer, when we subject ourselves to God, when we make ourselves submissive to him, then he's responsible for the outcome. My choice is to choose God. And in that, I know that I'm safe, but how he manifests himself, he's responsible for that. So that's a, that's a blessing that God gave us. And they go, these things go together. That concept of if I'm getting beat up by the devil, it's because I let him beat me up. Right. When, yes. but when I submit to God and re resist the devil, he'll flee from me. So when we come into that perfect alignment of, yes, we do have a will. God made us creative beings, speaking spirits to just like our heavenly father does declare things out of our mouth. But when we take that power, we can't take it aside from him. We can't come to a different point, a different place and make that be, we're declaring this without you, God, we're trying to create our own future and destiny without you, God. And then if you look back at the scripture, you see, that's exactly what was going on. We're trying to live without you, God, we're trying to dictate what the standard is without you, God, and you just shut up and get in that corner. And we're just going to say you don't exist. And then we'll make it be true. And that that's not the case at all. Exchanging the truth of God for a lie. And I also wanted to, um, point out for just a moment. I was looking at verse 25, um, kind of meditating on it since the last time we met together and the Lord connected it with verse 21. Uh -huh. So let's look at that for a moment. It says, because all they, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. So when God did something, they didn't go, thank you, Lord. Well, they, they didn't, didn't reverence read that part, him. nor were they thankful. Hold on, hold on. But still, honey, <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. No, we're, we're thankful. Thank you, honey. But became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. But glorifying God is saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Is going, God, what you did is right. And it's good. And I appreciate it. It's gratitude. It's gratefulness. So, and when you, when you read down um, through many of the, like first Corinthians talks about neither were they thankful. That was, that's written in, I believe first Corinthians as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's what leads them to the place where they're ready to believe a lie. What's a, you know, so the connection point is it didn't just start with going, no God, I'm not going to believe you. They didn't just arrive at that. But when they looked out and the, the joy rose up on the inside of them to, magnify the Lord, they decided not to. 
They called what God did evil and made that a continual habit and pattern. And then we get to the where they exchanged it. And then when you read further down, um, uh, verse 28, it says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind uh-huh. to do those things which are not fitting. Um, sexual immorality, um, let's see, unrighteousness, self, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, whisperers, they were whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, unmerciful. So you see the process when when we look at everything that already declares and speaks of God's glory and we don't go, God, you're good. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. Bless your name, Jesus. And we go, well, I think that bird should have had yellow wings instead of red. Why'd you put that on there? I don't want to tell you. Thank you, God. Then you can track it down to what the outcome will be eventually. Well, and it starts with just the littlest thing. Mm-hmm. So we, when we listen to that list uh-huh. there at the end of this chapter, I mean, yep. we can, there's, there's a lot here. Sounds but pretty anyway, rough. But, yeah. yeah. But, but there's just a, um, <clears throat> it's a cute little joke. I think that kind of sums it up. I think it's really nice. So the, the, the wonderful Christian is going shopping. It's Christmas time. They mm-hmm. go to the mall. The stores are all packed. The parking lot's full. Oh, Lord, would you just give me a good parking spot? Would you give me one like right up front? Lord, just please. I just I don't want to walk with all my packages. Lord, would you just please give me a parking spot? And they're driving through the mall and driving through the mall. And finally, um, they're just praying and praying and praying. And one opens up right on the front row. And says, oh, never mind, God. I got it. Exactly. It's the little things. Amen. It's every little, every little itty-bitty thing. I was, at, I was at the hardware store yesterday. I just wanted a little bit of drywall mud. I've got just a little bit of drywall i got to finish. And every time I buy more than what I need, I throw the rest of it away. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to use the mix kind because it just gets all over the place, uh-huh. and I really didn't want to put up a bunch of tarps. It just wasn't that big of a job. Mm-hmm. I knew I would spend more mm-hmm. to buy a small quantity, but I knew ultimately that was going to be fine. It was going to make my job easier. Mm-hmm. So I went to where the drywall supplies are. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but five-gallon buckets or 60-pound bags oh. that you have to mix. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I walked and paced back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like, you know, it's only five feet. I'm just like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And I finally walked into the aisle and I see some more and it's the same stuff. They've got another display set up, but the same stuff, five gallon buckets or 60 pound bags. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, then God puts this thought in my head. They probably have some over by paint. Mm-hmm. Go to the paint, where they have the wall repair. And sure oh. enough, there's a little one gallon bucket. There's like Yay. three of them there. Yay. And I'm, I'm like immediately, thank you, Lord. Thank mm-hmm. you for giving me the idea. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. I mean, it really is important that we celebrate him in those. Amen. And it's only by his gift of giving us the opportunity to celebrate him and reminding us to celebrate him that Amen. we even get to do that. Nothing is apart from him Amen. and that he does it. And that's it. It's the little things. And that's where it begins. That's where it begins. But it's you, being thankful. It's what does scripture say? He inhabits the praises of his people. Celebration. Being thankful. Acknowledging who he is and what he's done in mm-hmm. our life, right? I mean, that that matters, and that is that is part of how we conduct warfare, right? Praise is also warfare. Mm-hmm. And you see that in multiple times throughout Scripture, right? Amen. Where, uh, yes, suit up, be ready, all that, right? Prepare yourself for war, but then what did the Lord do? 
sent sent the the praisers and the worshippers out yeah. ahead ahead of the army. The weapons of our that warfare makes, are and the natural final. that makes no sense. It, it it just I know of no army that's like oh yeah let, let's get some praisers and worshippers and we'll send them out before all the people with the weapons and uh, and this is uh, I'm, we won't even go modern day <laughs> warfare and combat right? mm-hmm. we'll go old school where at best you had a weapon you didn't have rockets and missiles and stuff that you could launch for hundreds or thousands of miles mm-hmm. right and, and create mass amounts of destruction and devastation mm-hmm. we're talking very old school and i mean it still didn't make any sense then Amen. but that's what the lord said go do so it, it just comes down to obedience and just praising and worshiping the lord well i mean why would he not i mean you know, the lord inhabits our praises that's right that's exactly. why would he want to be around somebody that's grumbling all the time i had a former employee call me this week he calls this guy calls me all the time mm-hmm and as soon as the phone rang, and I, I I saw who it was, I'm like, okay. So I just I, I answered the phone. I said, hey. He goes, hey, I need to ask you something about a boiler. I said, okay, great. Did you call for me to affirm what you've already decided to do, or do you actually want to listen to me this time? Oh. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you always call me to affirm what you already want to do. You dis- disregard my advice, and then you go ahead and do what you want to do anyway. So I just thought I'd save myself the trouble. Do you just want to go ahead and do that? We can just end the phone call right now. <gasps> Okay, but say? isn't that how we approach God? Yeah, right. Yep. God, I don't. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I want what I want. I want you to tell me I can have it. Mm-hmm. I want you to hear it from my perspective. I want you to justify my sin. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to justify me being mad at somebody mm-hmm. or down. being envious <laughs> or right, envious or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean that's that's why the praise and the thanksgiving is so important. Amen. And that's where, where our thoughts become on him, and then we can actually hear him and communicate with him. Mm-hmm. We don't hear it through the grumbling. We don't hear it when we've already made our mind up what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. try to set him aside and take his place in any kind of way, shape, or form, or subjugate him to us. And we are, no. we are just a microsecond away from doing that at any given time, that we forget to praise and give him thanksgiving and turn to him for everything. Amen. Let's live a life of praise. Be in constant praise. We so much to be thankful for. Um, so for the essence of time, we're going to pause there for today. And we will resume this again, a, a part three of this next time. Because there there is much more to, to cover. And promise I didn't forget about you chomping at the bit there, ready to go. I'm sorry. So we're going to give you the opportunity. You get to go first next time. All right? Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> sure thing. I'm sorry. So, um, so, yeah. So let's let's close there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today, and just thank you for coming to our midst and just showing us what's wrong and what's right, and just making it where you show us what's right, so that we know everything that's right, and we can pick out the wrong things. And Lord, I also just thank you for just creating everything to be useful and making it where nothing's void and useless. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, 
where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.